0: Welcome, Ops Insiders. So happy to have you back this week. I am going to get started by setting the stage and giving you some background on today's topic, which is so, so needed. But I'm going to guess that you've had a life event, like a job loss, or maybe you've had a baby and welcomed a new child into your home, or you realize that you have a deep passion for something, maybe just a natural skill set, and that has led you to starting your very own business. The idea that you had was to get paid for doing something that came really natural to you or something that just fired you up. I know that that was the case for me. So you started your business and you could not turn it off. You had a million ideas and you did the bold thing. You established yourself as a business owner. You formulated a plan and you started doing the work. Things are going super well. You're finally bringing in some income. You're building a following and maybe you're booked out or you can't keep your product in stock. About this time, things get really, really heavy. You're completely overwhelmed, you're paralyzed by the endless list of tasks that need to get done. The good thing is that revenue is coming in, but you just don't have enough of it to hire a team or to pay yourself what you really, really need or what you really desire. So you just go back to the way it was. You're wondering, will business ever really be fun again like it was in the beginning? You know what? Maybe I should just start a new business. Maybe I should toss this one. Maybe I should start working for someone else and go back to the corporate lifestyle. Maybe working for myself is not what I really should be doing. Friends, I have thought all of these thoughts. And this is really when you're one inch away from what we're going to talk about today, which is burnout. And it has to get easier for you to continue. So in today's episode, I'm going to share a really candid and an actionable conversation with my friend, my guest, and a fellow director of operations, Jen Gray. I'm so excited that you're here with me to discuss this. We have a great history, and I can't wait to kind of pull back the covers on that and share this with the listeners today. But as we're getting started, will you give the Ops Insiders listeners some info on your business and how you serve your clients? I would love to. And thank you for having me. I'm so excited to
1: be here today. My name is, yay. My name is Jen Graham. I'm a certified director of operations through Natalie's program. And I run a consulting group called the Nimble Co. We specialize in growth strategy for online business owners, helping make sure that they focus on doing the right things in the right order, the right way.
0: I love that. Right order, excuse me, right things, right order, right way. That's what people are craving. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's such a great, is that your tagline? Cause that's, it is, that's, okay. <laughs> it is. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. good. I think it's awesome. And explain what the nimble co means. Yeah. So nimble is like quick, it's agile, it's adaptable. And I think being
1: a business owner in the online space in particular, you really have to be all of those things. And so that doesn't mean that you're In my opinion, that you should burn down your strategy every day. I still think we should really ground ourselves in the strategy that we choose to make our business successful. But I do think there needs to be a level of adaptability within that strategy in order to kind Mm -hmm. of remain fresh and remain successful in the online space.
0: Yeah, I love it. And nimble does, like the first word that comes to my mind is agile, which you just said. And I do think that coming in as a director of operations, we allow businesses to be. Agile and nimble. So Mm -hmm. perfect naming. I love it. I know you and I have gone through names for (laughs) so long because we've been friends for quite a while. Jen and I met probably two or three years, maybe two years ago. And Jen and I, our relationships have evolved. She has been a client and a really, really great business confidant to me and me to her as well. And so I'm, I'm really excited to have you here. You have such a gift. And I know that you and I have both as director of operations, we have the hands-on practical experience with coming in and partnering with businesses that are approaching the scaling phase. And you and I have done a fair amount of working with businesses that are in the true scaling phase. And so if you've identified with what I was talking about in the very beginning, then forget the labels Right now, I just want to share with you that if you have felt the feeling of burnout, you are close to to the scaling phase. What we are going to talk about is a scaling phase, and you're definitely going to want to tune in and listen for the rest of this chat today. All righty, Jen. So now that we're going to start talking about phases, and I really want to help people to set and understand what our terminology looks like between the difference of growing and scaling your business. Can you expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. And just a full disclosure that I am a recently former
1: corporate gal, so if I sneak in any jargon, feel free to um, ask me to clarify what I mean here. Perfect. So I think of it in three stages: building, growing, and scaling. I'm not going to touch a lot on building today because I think your audience is probably you know well beyond that phase. But I do want to touch on the difference between growing and scaling because I think a lot of business owners get confused there.
0: Can I interject for a second? Sure. That building phase that she's talking about, I'm I'm just going to assume that you and I have the same brain because I really think we do. But that building phase, she's saying that you, as the listener, is probably past that because in the building phase, that's that exciting phase that I was talking about at the very beginning when I started the podcast with that scenario. That's when you've come up with that idea, you're really excited, like you can't sleep at night because. From excitement, not from overwhelm. At this point, it's still a lot of excitement. You're building the pieces of your business and you're creating that plan. Jen's gonna talk about the growing and the scaling piece, which happened after that honeymoon is over, right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, growing is right after the building phase. And growing to me is really about expanding both your visibility and your revenue. This is where you often see people adding products to their portfolio focusing on optimizing the products that they have, building sales funnels, et cetera. But they are increasing their revenue at the same rate at which they're increasing their resources to generate or support
0: that mm, revenue. Yeah. So an
1: example of that is like a consulting group, right? If you only can take on new clients by hiring more employees to support those clients, you are still in the growth phase, my friend. You are not yet in the scaling phase. Mm-hmm. Scaling is about multiplying all of that growth, but protecting the profit margin. So you're not keeping that one-to-one ratio of increasing resources in order to generate more revenue. Now, if you've ever worked in corporate, you've experienced the frustration of being asked to do more every year with less. (laughs) And this is exactly why that happens. And while it's painful, I will say it does prompt
0: innovation and the type of innovation that's needed to actually scale. That's a great explanation of what it's like in the corporate space. I'd love to explain this and come at this more from the online space. We can still adapt the two, but since most of my listeners are probably in the online business world, I just want to explain a little bit about scaling for them, what it looks like for you. So, in the corporate space, we would be reducing, maybe reducing headcount to still continue to produce the same amount the same deliverable, and potentially be able to capture more of a profit, so increasing the profit margin for a particular product. In the online business, because I know a lot of the listeners today run online businesses or have revenue arms or revenue streams that come from an online product, something that they sell on the internet, what I see a lot in businesses and people that are feeling that are on the verge of burnout in the online space, they're really starting to feel like How do I replace myself? How do I get out of doing this every single day and still continue to make the same money or even more money? So we're gonna talk a lot about kind of frameworks and how this how to actually do that, but I wanted to relate this to the online space too. So we've talked about the beginning of that burning out stage and you and I come in and partner with these clients. So I want to describe or ask you to describe what is happening emotionally. Like as a person, we partner with businesses. And honestly, in a small business environment, when we come into businesses in the level that we are partnering with people, we are really an extension of them. So we get to see the front side, the back side, the, you know, the highlight reel and the low light reel. So I'd love for you to kind of share what it looks like, what these folks that are In this stage, right between that growing and scaling phase, what they look like, what they feel like emotionally, and also touch on the financial piece here.
1: Absolutely.
0: So they're overwhelmed.
1: Like Mm -hmm. you said in the beginning, running the business used to be fun and, and maybe even easy, but now they're having to step into this bigger CEO role and they're starting to really feel that pressure. There are a million things they can be doing, but they're not really sure what they should be doing. Or if they know what they should be doing, they're not really sure maybe the best way to do yeah. it, or don't have the time to tackle it, or do I need to hire to solve for this? And then financially speaking, they know they should be making more money than they are currently. Often they're looking around at, at others who maybe have a similar business or started at the same time as them, and they're, they're starting to compare and wonder why they're not seeing that level of financial success. And then lastly, they're unsure where to invest the
0: money that they do have back into their business to really see a return. Yes, yeah, I think that that is like spot on. The emotional side is what always gets me. I think having um, just the type of personality that I have and the depth that I like to go with business leaders, I really see that that emotional side is can be so, so heavy. And I literally came into business because I was Making a lot of connections in the online space and in Facebook groups. I was heartbroken when I would see people ready to, or hear people, watch people just throw in the towel because they're done with it. They're done with feeling this way. And the truth is, there are so many different ways that they could come out of this. But at that moment, they are so emotionally worn down that they can't see a way out for themselves. And Mm so, I, I I'm so glad we're talking about this. And if you're hearing this and you know that you have been there, please stay tuned. Keep listening because we're going to talk about some things that you can do to help yourself. Things that I've personally done because I have felt this way. If you've been following along with the podcast, in episode number five, we talked all about the strategic objectives, which Jen knows super well because she's certified and licensed to share the strategic mapping model and the business owners that feel like the way that we've described already are likely prioritizing financials, operations and team. Maybe even some customer service. So the other ones that they probably have deprioritized now because things are working for them, right? We already said that they're having they're getting income and so maybe the visibility that they wanted or or creating new products. They've already proven to the marketplace because they have that revenue coming in. So those are probably a little deprioritized right now. And the things that they want, they want to focus on operations because they want to get back the ease of business, right? And the team growth, they know, they feel like, if I could just bring on this team member, if I could just outsource this part of the business, I will have more time to focus on X, Y, Z. Is that what you've seen? Oh, absolutely. I don't think I've had a single person who has hired me that hasn't been focused on at least two of those objectives. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's list is going to be a little bit different. So I can't say that 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 that's like a formula or anything, but I do think if you went through that episode with us and you prioritize the strategic objectives and operations team or customer service were at the top there, then you're likely in either that growing or that scaling phase so keep listening in so what do you think is the biggest contributor to burnout jen oh gosh i have so many answers for this one (laughs) it is kind Um, of a loaded question
1: yeah yeah so most of my clients come to me spread way too thin because they're trying to do all the things in fairness to them everywhere you turn especially in the online space Someone is telling you that there's a certain way you must do things or a certain new tool that you must be using um, in order to achieve success. Here's a great example. I had a client that was spending a great deal of her own time and money on Facebook. Her and her team were posting on Facebook. They were engaging in groups. They were taking courses. They were testing. They were tweaking. They were buying things. They were learning new tools, all to help them grow on Facebook. And she was frankly getting really burned out and her team was getting burned out by it. They didn't understand why the numbers were not growing. So when we looked into the data, Facebook was one of her lowest sources of traffic Mm. and Pinterest was actually super high. So here she was spending almost none of her time or effort on a platform that was actually driving the bulk of her traffic but she was spending a huge amount of time and energy on a platform where she was getting almost no return. And so imagine the results she could get if she put some of that time and money to double down on what's already working. Then I think the other contributors to burnout are financial stress failing to break your strategy down into a really actionable plan. And then similar to the example that I just gave, not leveraging data to make good decisions in your business.
0: Gosh, I love this. And I'm going to kind of break this down and work through this a little bit. But Mm -hmm. the first thing you talked about was data. I know that's a gift that you have. And it's a gift, honestly, that you have given to me just through our friendship, really to look at things analytically. And that is not a skill set that a lot of visionaries would have. If you happen to be a visionary or you happen to be a quick start, a lot of times people will skip over the analytic piece. And so if you need to hire out for that or if you need a short-term project done, I would highly encourage you to make sure that you get your data in order. I was just on a training the other day where I noticed and and really pulled to the forefront that financials and data, two different things, right? Both numbers, but different things, are some of the biggest missing pieces that have the best, I mean, with that intel, you're able to make such better, stronger, wiser decisions. And so I'm so glad that the example that you use actually pulled on the data piece because it's missing, it's missing in the online space. And I really believe that the part, the reason that that we do that is because we come into business not looking at this as a business. We come into this business because we have a gift, a skill or a need and we've started the business and we've happened to be successful. And so we've gone down the exciting part which is building new products and all of the exciting, you know, there's a lot of excitement in that phase. We forget that we need to do projections. We forget that we need to understand where our sources in the example that you shared where our sources are coming from. And I don't know who this client is, but I can tell you, I had put a lot of energy into Facebook. And if you listened to episode number 11 with my right hand, Esther, we talked about the systems in my business. And honestly, through her work, she was able to show me that Pinterest was driving about 30% of the traffic to my website. I would have never Never known that. And Mm -hmm. so it really did help me. Now we're looking at things like Pinterest pins and different things like that to be able to market in a way where sources are coming naturally to me instead of trying to be singularly focused on Facebook, which is where I have been, frankly. We're really looking at opening that and, you know, setting goals to grow organically and doing some changes, having some changes to our strategy to grow more organically. So data is so, so big. And if you're feeling burned out, Go back to what Jen just said. Hire somebody. If you have analytics and you know what to do with them, start looking at them. When you're approaching burnout, one of the most actionable things that you can do today is start getting a dashboard. Start getting some metrics together. Don't worry about it being perfect. Just start looking at some data so you know where to spend that time and money, it doesn't have to be somebody who's in your business on a retainer basis. It can be as simple as having someone set up a framework for you or a template for you. And I'm saying this, and Jen, you do that for people. So if that's something that's interesting to you, I I didn't mean to put you on the spot here, but that would be a, Jen would be a great asset for you from a data perspective. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been so valuable to me. She set up a dashboard for me and it's, it's in Google and it's, I just click on it and it populates and I don't even know how she does it, but um, <laughs> I'm grateful to have smart people around me like you. But the other things that you mentioned were financial stress and that, go listen to episode 12. Episode 12, we talked about setting real financial goals and this is the point in business where you need to back up. This is the point where this business is becoming about you and not about what other people are telling you, right? It's not about that, oh, I need to have $100,000. This is truly about what you need in your business and what your good, better, best looks like. And now you can calculate the energy, the investment, the team, the growth based on what is needed for you and not what the internet says. This can be a very long emotional topic because I really am passionate about the anti-100K movement. <laughs> if I could lead that, I think I would in my spare time because I just, I've seen behind way too many businesses that strive for 100K and spend 90K on things and walk away with nothing to really show for it. So yeah. And then the piece that's the biggest to me that you mentioned was taking that big vision and which people are going to call a strategy. That's actually incorrect as well. But if you have a big idea, let's just call it a big idea, and you're hoping that your team or the people around you are going to catch that and be able to turn it into something, you're wrong. No one can read your mind as much as you want someone to read your mind. They're not going to be able to do that. And So leveraging somebody, a project manager, a business manager, a virtual assistant, a friend, a spouse, a director of operations... You're going to need that person to really critically listen to where you want to go and then partner with somebody with a different skill set to help you break that down. So I, I appreciate everything that you gave there. I didn't expect to go on that long about it, but that's the biggest piece. Like If you're burning out, the things that Jen mentioned are exactly where you need to look. So thank you for sharing so the person who's starting to feel like this is starting to feel like they're they're grinding away like it is getting really too hard when i said earlier like tossing in the towel that what do you recommend for people who are in that state
1: yeah, a, cu- a couple things, and, I, and I've certainly been there myself too. I would say get really clear about what you're trying to accomplish, your strategy for how you'll accomplish it, and then the things that need to get done in order to execute on the strategy, right? So to simplify that a bit, you really want to take down that big idea into small, actionable projects, and then specific tasks for how you will accomplish those projects. hmm If you can work with a director of operations to do a strategic mapping exercise, I highly recommend doing so, but minimally spend a few hours, get all of this out of your head, get it onto paper or into Trello or whatever tool that you use, because I think just minimally extracting it from your head is going to help you feel better. And I'm a huge data nerd, if that wasn't already apparent. So I'd want you to establish some key performance indicators often called KPIs, and how you'll actually measure those. So even if nothing is set up yet in terms of how you're getting information, tracking, think about what you do want to know and what you do want to track and how you might measure those. Then I would say focus on building operations with systems and processes and possibly growing a team so that you can get back to your zone of genius, which is likely creating products, being visible for the brand getting to know your customers, right? The the whole reason you started your business in the first place and likely the thing that your business wraps around. And then lastly, and I think this is so important, find something, whether it's a program like A-Team, whether it's a coach, a is bestie, but just something or someone that can really hold you accountable and support you through this process. I think as entrepreneurs, we're used to having to make a lot of decisions and do a lot on our own. And sometimes that in and of itself is what can cause the overwhelm. So I think having a community around you, having some sort of support, and accountability will really help you kind of see the forest through the
0: trees and become less overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm a big believer in it, so much so (laughs) that I created a program for it. Mm -hmm. But I spent the first two years of my business in this mode that we're talking about, build, 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 right? I was testing and testing and testing and I finally reached a point where I could not show up and I could not work this hard. It was completely inefficient. I had stagnated myself to the point where I would open up my computer and just stare into an abyss because I didn't know what to do next. And I'm a project manager. I have the skill set, but in this business it literally crippled me. The amount of work that I was doing, the overwhelm that I was feeling emotionally had just physically stopped me. So The hard part is I needed the income, and I bet some of you guys can understand this. So I had to analyze what I was doing and really understand what made me special. And I'm going to share something that is kind of funny, but it's called the special snowflake theory. I thought, to this point in my business, I had been partnering with businesses one-to-one, coming in, helping them connect their vision To the actual plan, which is what Jen just talked about, which has become a licensed piece of material called the strategic mapping model. And I was doing something that people would tell me was super valuable, but I didn't feel like anyone else could do it. I didn't feel like my my biggest problem was how am I going to replicate this on a bigger scale? Because I'm the only one that thinks this way. I'm the only one that does this. And ladies, it took lots of therapy, lots of business honesty for someone to come to me and say, you're not a special snowflake not." Yes, it was a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of ding on my pride and there was some ego in that. But what it allowed me to do was change my entire business model. So the way I did that was to create a framework for what I do. And I want to walk you through just a few seconds on how to do this. If you are coming to my Get It Done gathering, this is a keynote that I'll be giving there and sharing with the gals that are joining me. It's a big piece of my heart right now because I see so many service providers that are at this point of burnout. And I want to share what has worked for me. I knew exactly what I was doing to make my one-to-one clients really happy. So I spent some time and I broke down the different phases. I literally took notes as I was delivering services to my clients, I would take notes. I kept this one notebook next to me for almost six months. Guys, I don't do anything fast. It took me way too long. (laughs) I'm a two on the quick start, so that means I'm a slow start. So I would just take notes on exactly what I was doing. And what happened over time, I was able to pull things together and that long list of things that I was doing to deliver to clients what turned into a framework for me. So I was able to put that into several different phases. That is what became my strategic mapping model. So I took that, I turned it into a course first, and then I was like, you know what? I wanna multiply in a different way. I wanna teach people to do this. And so it ultimately changed my entire model, but it took me removing myself from this to be able to create something that I could share and go broader with. If I continued to keep this a one-to-one service, not only was I limiting my revenue, I was also limiting the number of people that I could impact. And that mattered to me big time. So that's how I dealt with my own personal overwhelm. I had to get out of it. I could not continue at this because I was serving 10 to 12 clients in a one-to-one capacity every single week. I was probably working 60 hours a week. And at the same time, I didn't have any time for my own business. I actually didn't do anything to focus on my business. I didn't market. I didn't do anything. But I knew I, I, knew I couldn't sustain that. I had to get out of it. So I knew what was pleasing my clients. I had turned this into the director of operations certification and the licensing piece for my course. But I needed to scale this business and I was surrounded by people who were in this overwhelmed state, which we've been talking about today. So I created A-Team, which is what Jen was alluding to earlier. I created A-Team so I could multiply my efforts and now it's my signature offer for business owners who are feeling the same way. So my vision of A-Team was to create a program where the business owner, people just like you who were still the operator in their business. So they hadn't quite outsourced to somebody else or a director of operations. They didn't have the capital to do that. They didn't have the revenue or they weren't taking home the profit that they needed. So they were still the operator in the business. And I'm going to tell you guys, if you don't have a project manager, if you don't have a director of operations, if you don't have an admin in your business, you are that person. My business could not grow in the environment that I described earlier because I was that person. I was using 100% of my bandwidth to serve my clients. So I created a team to really come in and solve the problem for people. So I will be serving you, guiding you, and teaching you these operational methods that you can use in your business and allow you to be very singularly focused on one area. So, one month we'll talk about systems. One month we're gonna talk about visibility. One month we're gonna talk about that customer journey. We're gonna talk about building a framework so that you can step back out of business. The idea is at the end of this six months, you are ready and able to be able to move forward and move from that growing phase and strongly into, this, into the scaling phase that Jen was talking about. So, Jen, I know that we have mentioned in this episode that you and I have been friends for a while. I actually, in a different business that you had, I was partnering with you. We realized that you had so we had so many of the same skill sets and you joined me on several Mm -hmm. journeys. And so you were part of that very first A team that I did. I know that it was impactful for your business. So can you share an overview with the listeners of your experience? Of course. So A-Team was not only super productive, but it was really
1: fun too. I made a lot of friends that I still talk to regularly because of A-Team. But just to give people kind of an overview of what it is, it's dedicated time where you get to focus on your own business, not your clients' businesses, not your customers' problems, but your actual Business. And we didn't touch on that earlier, but I do think that's also a big component of overwhelm is when you are spending all of your time on everybody else Mm -hmm. and you feel like you're not even getting the chance to grow your own business. So for me, that's what I appreciated most about this time was to come together with like-minded entrepreneurs who had similar sized businesses to my own and really just be able to focus and think strategically and give all of that energy that I give to my clients to my own business. So I remember there were monthly themes and we would work on all the strategic Mm -hmm. priorities one at a time. We set goals and then we have that accountability either from you or from each other to actually do the work and get it done. And then, of course, there was the mastermind component, which helps you get new ideas, ahas. We would do hot seats at times. And to this day, I still brainstorm with some of the ladies from our cohort. And I've seen a couple of collaborations come from it as well.
0: So, I mean, I thought it was great. Absolutely. I just talked to somebody yesterday who was in my last round of A-Team and she was saying, oh yeah, I still talk to this person and we're actually working together today. So collaborations or partnerships, whatever it may be. That's absolutely what A-Team is. And I am really, really excited because I'm going to be opening the doors to A-Team again very shortly, but we're doing something a little bit different. I don't even think I've shared this with you yet, Jen, but we are now, because we've got this awesome talent pool with Certified Director of Operations, I am allowing you to up-level your A-team experience with a coach, an operations coach, which is a certified director of operations. So I'm really looking forward to the change that this makes in people's businesses. And this is super special because most businesses at this point can't really bring on a director of operations. A director of operations is going to be thousands of dollars. It's a commitment every single month. And I know that that's not what these business owners need, but I also know that directors of operation that are coming through the program want experience in working with clients. And so, I feel like this is the perfect marriage between all the people that I can impact, and bringing them together is really going to make a huge impact in those folks' businesses that are in the growing and almost into that scaling phase. We're really going to set them up together to move them into scaling. So, this is an asset you probably can't afford on your own. You're going to get it at a very reduced cost, and you're going to be able to use that director of operations to have calls every other week specific to your business. Just like Jen was talking about, we're going to work on your business together, but you're also going to have this one person who's going to track the progress of the program with you. They're certified director of operations, so they know, they think a lot like me, they've been trained by me, and they have me as a support. If you're looking for project management, these gals are excellent project managers, so they're going to help you too. I want to give you absolutely everything you need to jumpstart the scaling phase of your business. So if you're a business owner who's identified with the information that we shared, please get on the wait list at theopsauthority.com forward slash A team. We're opening up the doors in November and those on the list will be the ones that get the first dibs on signing up. And the folks that are on the wait list are the only people who are going to have access to a super sweet bonus which we will be delivering in December. So I really have enjoyed our conversation today, Jen. I think that burnout is such a prevalent issue in all business owners, actually. But when we're doing so many things on our own and we're trying to be all the things to all the people, we get in our own way. We let our processes stump us. Or like you mentioned earlier, we focus on our clients' businesses and not enough on our own, which leaves us feeling really lackluster and emotionally ready to tap out. So I would encourage you guys to look at a team if you are at a place where you identify with this, because this is something that will really allow you to turn inward into your own business and give yourself some dedicated time to grow your stuff while still sustaining the revenue that you're bringing in from focusing on your clients or the products that you're serving right now. I thank you so much for coming onto the podcast, Jen. Is there anything you want to close with or tell us where we can find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. And if it makes anyone feel any better to hear this, and and Natalie, I think you'll agree with this, but we've seen the back end of a lot of businesses between the two of us of many sizes, you know, six figure, seven figure and above. And I will tell you that every client I've seen, as perfect as everything looks on the outside, they have all experienced what you're feeling right now they have all experienced overwhelm and burnout and so you know while natalie and i are here to say like there is a way through it and you can work through this you don't have to give up you've got this just know that you're also not alone and we've all been there mm-hmm. um, so thank you so much for having me here today and if you want to connect with me you can find me at jennifer graab which is g-r-a-y-e-b as in boy on instagram
0: or the nimbleco.com Awesome, Jen. I appreciate you being here and I appreciate all the friendship and mentorship you've given me over the years. I look forward to more.